0: Hey, everybody,
1: welcome in to another episode, week 19 of Tease Me with a Parlay podcast. It is the national championship preview. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm here with Xander, the man who makes it all happen.
0: Hi, Mayor. How the hell are you, pal?
1: Hey, I'm good. Happy. Happy New Year. Happy January 4th. We are thriving over here. Are you Are you off and running with your New Year's resolutions?
0: Sure, yeah. Uh, I don't really look too big into those. Just a lot of expectations for no reason. You never set a, a 12-month goal outside of this like one part of the year, which is always funny to me. Um, I mean, are you going to do anything for your big holiday coming up on Saturday? Um, what's coming
1: up on Saturday, January 6th, <laughs> no, sir. Uh, it's, it's not a, ho- it's not a holiday that I uh, particularly partake in, but that's, that's funny as hell.
0: Okay. All right. Just checking the vibes, checking the vibe check here. Well done Let the listeners. now, mayor's well denounced January
1: 6th. You are the one rocking a damn near raleigh fingers mustache right now (laughs) yeah
0: yeah what can i say
1: i mean hell i would too if i could grow facial hair new year new me Mm. Mm -hmm -hmm. well thanks thanks everyone for giving us a listen remember you can check us out on twitter and tiktok speaking of tiktok we got to get back on that in terms of frequent posting
0: yeah i know i need to start cutting some more I bought a service for seven bucks a month, and I used it for that one hilarious TikTok. of I'm doing my part, I'm not doing fucking shit.
1: Exactly. I need to. St- <laughs> I need to step up my, uh, uh, my uh, my weight, my weight there. You know, we have some goals, Xander. We have some goals for 2024, uh, including increasing our followers. So.
0: Yeah, we do it for the love of the game, but also we'd like to see, uh, you know, the work we put in uh, get paid off and and just, uh, you know, increase followership. We want to spread the good word of the book that we're pushing.
1: Yeah, very well said. Um, Well, uh, what shall uh, we dive into here? Um, What's cracking? What's What's popping?
0: Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, I mean, obviously this could be covered in the recap but uh, still severely recovering uh, from one of probably the worst three-day football uh, results that I've probably ever experienced in my life, from Ohio State looking like absolute trash to Toledo losing on a last-second field goal to Michigan advancing to the national championship in about 96 hours. <laughs> <laughs> the hits just kept coming. Uh for someone, you know, just doesn't deserve something like that. Come on now. <laughs> no, I'm uh but outside of that, uh had a insane I know this is a faux pas to talk about your fantasy. It's not about the team. It's just about the fact that uh, uh I was projected to win heavy in fantasy going into Sunday, Kamara injury. Uh Stefan Diggs just doesn't even play football anymore. Hmm. And no, he uh <laughs> And uh, going into Sunday night, I have a 1.95 lead, and the guy still has one full player to go. So you're cooked. K.J. Osborne puts up a zero burger. Mm-hmm. and I, Second place got 350. First place gets 1350. Wow. A $1,000 swing. Uh, so that was uh, quite the way to bring in the new year. About two hours before the ball dropped, there was – Some jubilation going on at the new year's party
1: you don't say
0: man sometimes those are the things that really pick you up after a crappy few results
1: yeah and uh kurt won his league as well i heard
0: oh yeah off of a auto draft (laughs) i mean he's just a pest he's won it twice auto draft um never sets his lineups except for the playoffs and he made it in as succeed and went full new york giants ran
1: Derek, all the way Derek carr took him to the promised land is what i heard
0: that's exactly right the carmera combination stack oh wow carmara which i i love and might need to get shirts printed for Carmara
1: stacks clever
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so out of those three losses and there's no wrong answers here which one which one stung the most? Um,
0: obviously, Ohio State was just tough to watch, but their defense looked, I mean, truly elite, uh, against a very good offense. So there was some positive takeaways. Uh, Toledo stung more than that because it was they were winning the entire game, and Wyoming had no business winning that game. Um, but I'd say, obviously, on a hater side. I kind of had this bad feeling about Michigan, but the worst is when I was sitting there, I could have cashed out my Alabama Moneyline ticket at 90% gain when they were up seven. And I was just like, I had this gut feeling. I'm like, you should cash this out. What's next extra, you know, 10% when you just, you can watch this game and no matter what happens, you profited. I'm like, oh, just let it ride. You're just, internal dialogue is talking crazy. And of course, we all know what happened. So I think uh, from a personal aspect, that one stung the most, just because I, I knew what was going to happen, and and I let my pride get in the get in the way of me.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was we, tough. We all get those feelings at at times. If if uh, if if you're the type of person that bets on sports, and um, it feels like more often than not, that feeling is right, as opposed to. Wrong, but it's so hard to actually act upon it, and then watch the you know watch the team that you bet on win, and you just gave up some of your winnings because you got scared.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's more or less should be a uh, on the fly New Year's resolution. Is like, I mean, it was a one score game. It's not like Alabama was up nine, and they're giving me ninety percent cash out. It's like I just need to as a to make this a profitable a uh, venture just need to start cashing those out in the new year.
1: A lot of people would disagree with you. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of people would say that never take a cash out option with the books unless it's, you know, you you're in a certain financial circumstance. I think you know what I'm trying to say. You got a 10 leg parlay that pays fifty thousand dollars or something like that. It's
0: oh like, yeah. But what it's just no, I'm talking about one of one it's just like i'm um, you know i'm in the game and it's not like we're the large unit bettors right it's not, it's not like we're giving up you know $200 as the other 10%
1: yeah for sure i no i i am uh guilty of that at times especially in baseball like uh i don't do this like all the time so i don't want to like misspeak but it could be like 5 to 2 going into the bottom of the ninth, and i bet the road team and it's like okay if i take this cash out i'll lose out on Two bucks. Yeah. Um, I've done that. Okay. We'll continue to do that at times.
0: So what did you, uh, do you want to tell the audience what you did on Saturday for the Lions Cowboys games? Because uh, to preface, uh, I was over at Alex's house and both of our significant others were with us. And uh young Alex went to bed three hours before the rest of us. So got a nice, nice shut eye for a nice entertaining Saturday what was what was completed on saturday
1: uh i don't know what to say uh <laughs> yeah 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 uh xander sydney um and my wife were all hanging out at my apartment it's friday night we uh m- you know me xander and some of our some of our uh guy friends were out day drinking that day um I uh, I was I was pretty smacked around, dude. I gotta I gotta I gotta be honest with you. I was pretty smacked Whoa. around after after day drinking. uh Whoa. So so much so that I even uh, asked the well, I was I was I was about to put in a stop to our Uber driver to stop at the smoke shop so I could pick up a joint. And he's <laughs> and he's like, no no no, you don't have to put this the, the stop in. I'll I'll just take you there. And I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How long are you going to be I'm like five minutes tops? He's like, yeah, no problem. So I ended up going inside and picking up a joint. Um, and you know, for, uh, just, uh, (laughs) that's really all there is to it. So I was, um, I was, I was pretty drunk. Um, and then I sobered up and I sobered up when, uh, when you got, when you got to the apartment and Sydney came over and then Nikki obviously came home from work. And yes, to complete this story, um, they were playing, what game were you guys playing out there? Heads up, game that goes over your head
0: and you guess the, you have to describe the word that's on their head to the person holding the phone.
1: Yeah, fun game. Um, I announced at about 11.40 that I was going to bed and... Go to bed is exactly what I did while <laughs> Pander, Sydney, and my wife continued to hang out. <laughs> well, I snoozed. So. so hey,
0: when you hit such a great win like a Memphis moneyline and over parlay for plus seven hundred, you deserve to have a couple uh a couple extra sodas while we're out midday. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My you know, my actions definitely won't go into the hosting one on one book for beginners, but uh Hey, I did what I did. And um <laughs> I think that speaks volumes to just how close of a friend you are in order for me to feel comfortable enough to do that.
0: Yeah, that's okay. I'm just getting busting your balls.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um but uh
1: Yeah, that was a great day on Friday. Um, just in terms of some of those winners. Recapping last week, looks like I went four and four. My lock was Michigan. Um, sometimes it's better to be lucky than to be good. So I'll take my win there. One to know I'm a lock for the bowl season. I'm 500, 12 and 12 and two and one on my locks. And Xander, want to know on your lock, six and eight on the week, 24 wins, 18 losses, two pushes, pretty damn good record there. And two and one on your locks and bowl season. So we're both two and one with the locks. You have a better record than I do when it comes to the straight picks. Um, by the pick. way. Oh, go ahead. Who won our, um, who won our pick won our college bowl pick or is that still to be decided? <laughs>
0: yeah, get this. There's uh, one person in the lead by one game, and there's uh, five people tied for second. Scooter's, <laughs> so,
1: oh. Scooter's dad is in
0: first, right? Yep, that's right. Shout-out Tim and uh yeah so there could be a a hilarious split pot of a just small number (laughs) so uh we'll see i doubt he's already guaranteed a split but yeah he'll probably pick the winner anyway and it'll just all go to him that's how it always works out i hope so that would be cool yep i don't know i'm kind of rooting for a seven-way tie in a (laughs) in a 15 person (laughs) buy-in just chop the pot seven different ways yeah what would that what
1: would that look like like 40 bucks yeah. a person nothing like that
0: yeah, yeah yeah we'd be yep everyone would be getting their money back plus uh now it'd be about 52 a person 25 dollars buy-in
1: see so you'd profit 27 oh yeah oh, nice it's
0: a nice, nice little plus 102 win there
1: <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> <laughs> A win is a win. I'll be, I'll be writing minus 25 on my gambling log uh, <laughs> for that. Fair enough. Yes, I do have a gambling log. And if you don't, if you sped on sports and you don't, I recommend that you change that habit in the new year and you start tracking all of your picks, whether it's through an app or, like me, through a literal pen in a notebook. It keeps you accountable.
0: Yeah, I'd recommend not doing it through an app because they're so advanced that uh i I sent this to the group but there's an app that shows you the uh one leg parlays that you missed and how much that could have netted you Mm -hmm. so it's just really rubbing it in it's just like no just mark it as a loss please don't tell me that
1: (laughs) yeah i can uh i can respect that and i was also going to say an app sometimes doesn't properly sync up to all of your books Um, yeah yep so it's yeah, done true. it's done wonders for me, I was gonna say. Just tracking tracking everything and and, sta- and and staying disciplined um and having to write everything down on the good days and on the bad days. It's a massive accountability booster in that regard. So
0: it's also gonna be funny years down the road when you have all those little notebooks packed away and you're like moving somewhere and you just scroll through one and you're like you're like, holy shit! I had Duke football minus four. What the fuck was I thinking? Just like some nostalgia bets that will
1: uh, just jog your memory. Yeah, no doubt. Especially <laughs> when Duke is like, you know, one and eleven again, and they suck. Yeah. Remember, remember when Duke was good and they had Riley Leonard? Oh, he had a he had a pretty decent NFL career. Yeah, I'm thinking of a Duke quarterback. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah okay good good that's very uh mature of you and thanks for sharing that for everyone listening to basically heed mayor's advice and grow up start tracking your bets that's right that's
1: right um okay well um i uh before we get into these uh these games that that happened uh on monday Uh, I do want to thank you for uh, shouting me out here and, and uncovering my college football playoff picks in the preseason. I was um, pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I was looking for them and I couldn't find them. Granted, I didn't put in much effort to find them, but I did. I did try to kind of look for my picks and Xander found them. So I appreciate that. My, uh, my picks were Alabama, Michigan, Texas and Oregon so I hit 3 out of 4. And
0: just a few plays away from going 4 for 4. Mhm. That probably would have been crazy. Seriously. Uh it's for all those uh wondering the validity, uh we post all of our slips. That's on the week 0 slip uh in our Twitter media. Oh. So, yeah, it's on the not the preseason, it's on the week 0 slip. Love that. What were yep. your Who are your picks? (laughs) Oh, uh, I got one, right? Michigan. I
1: had uh, had Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Georgia. Notre Dame, not quite, but everything else was very. Yeah, they were there to the end. But oddly, how it all shook out had Ohio State beat Michigan, Michigan wouldn't have gotten in. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yep, very good season from everyone. I mean, yeah, the fact that you had the right conference too for your fourth team, and you had no uh, double up conferences, you
1: were spot on the futures this year. Feels good. Too bad I didn't bet any of them, but feels good. Well, I did bet Jaden Daniels um, when mid season futures. That's right, mid season part of my take future. They're like all those idiots who I love are all just like, yeah, uh, Jaden Daniels hype train. We're we're getting on them. and I'm working out in our apartment gym and check his odds and the best odds I could find were was plus four fifty. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna lock this in. Um wish I would have put more on it now that he won the award, but uh mm-hmm. I'll gladly take the plus four fifty win. Um speaking of futures, I was on DraftKings about a week ago, maybe a little less, and I saw I was looking at some of the awards for the NFL and Damar Hamlin was minus one thirty-five. as comeback player of the year, and I texted some. I texted uh, Nick, Luke, and Jordan in our gambling guys chat, and I said, "I feel like this is a lock, but I also does this make me a bad person if I if I bet on this?" And they, uh, you know, they they laughed at my text and then just kind of like just you know, no, it doesn't make you a bad person. So. I, I wagered on Hamlin. Anyway, he's down to minus 250 today on draft picks for comeback player of the year. Yeah. So I already told myself if I win that bet and it's, and it's, it'll pay 40 bucks. The, the the winnings will, I'll donate it to his charity if I, if I do win that bet. Um, but the odds are going down. And, you know, you think, you think he's pretty much a shoe in to win it or you think Flacco has a legit chance?
0: So I'm not big. I'm not a big conspiracy guy. I roll my eyes. Uh, you know this. Uh, you know we make this for college football, but I'm also a huge, huge NBA prop better and big into that space. So we'll do some things later uh, after the season wraps and after we uh, get through NFL playoffs, some content there. Uh, but <laughs> NBA Twitter prop, basically what I'm getting at. NBA Twitter prop, Twitter. Is the biggest conspiracy theorist. Like, they just think these injuries are like bought in by the sports books of like, you know, the other night or, you know, a month ago, Anthony Edwards, I had a bet on him 25 points and he was out in the first quarter, like four minutes and he like somehow gets injured, like one of the least contact sports in the world. Um, So they're like, oh, books have it in. Uh, But uh, the reason I'm bringing that up is it'd be tough not to see. Uh, you know, a lot of people started to load up on Flacco just five weeks ago. He was 250 to one. I've seen some crazy tickets. And this is after he already played one game and had, you know, a decent showing and they won. I've seen some pretty crazy tickets that would pay like, you know, five figures for a comeback player of the year award. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, he's up to plus 100 and you've had Demar Hamlin who's been at like minus 1000 odds all year so he hasn't been getting any any take where the, maybe there's a little finger in there that's like well let's give the award to the guy that you know remember died on the field last year but has only played like five snaps this year and has been healthy scratch for just about every game yeah so i don't know i think a guy that is was sitting on his couch you know right before Halloween to be the second most favorite for comeback player of the year, I think deserves it. But I mean, we've never had anyone die on the field and come back. So who's to, who's to say he doesn't deserve it just from putting a uniform on again.
1: Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Um, (laughs) I, I see where you're coming from there. I wonder, I wonder how many people middled, like, you know, for the folks that did get Flacco at, you know, 250 to one. And then, You know, when Hamlin, like when I saw him, he was as low as minus 135 when I placed the bet. So I wonder how many people middled and, you know, guaranteed themselves some profit. That's interesting to think about.
0: Oh, I mean, if there's someone out there, I mean, there is. I've seen the ticket with like a $10,000 cash on uh, Flacco, and you're not hedging five grand just to get a five grand profit on the fucking Comeback Player of the Year award. You're crazy. That's a little too... That's a little too selfish, I think, for betting sides.
1: Like, you need to hedge
0: it with that much yeah. money? Yeah. yeah. I mean, plus two, I mean, it was a what, $25 or $30 bet or something like that to get to $10,000 from two or $50 bet. But yeah, still, wow. I mean, come on, guys. Uh, it comes player of the year. It's not happening like on the field, like uh, where you can live bet it. Like it's it's down between those two. Exactly. And uh it's the final week of the season. Just right. take your five grand and go home. Yeah. Agreed. Well, I hope you win your bet, because that's very uh warm hearted of to hear such a great guy
1: like you donating to tomorrow's charity. Yeah, you know, I don't know how much of a great guy I am, but thanks for the compliment. <laughs> and uh yeah. Came from came from a good place. Came from a good place, and um we'll leave it at that. Um you uh before we get into these games, you did write down one more thing that I wanted to touch on. You wrote the hate for the bulls, the hate, the 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 hate that we all hear about guys transferring, guys sitting out, guys preparing for the draft. These bowl games are so watered down. The hate is a massive um overreaction. Um we still get, you know, three, three, four weeks of Football, nonstop football. And we had some bad games. We also had some really good games. You wrote this down, so I wanted to give the floor to you.
0: Yeah. Um, I just think it's unnecessarily just like popping up everywhere. Sure, it's like a lot of the uh already grouchy journalists that I'm seeing this more of. Uh, but it's like I mean you could cherry pick a few games, but we had forty-three bowl games. And there was a ton of just awesome, awesome bowl, like, moments and action. And when you truly think about it, I mean, minus the players that are transferring in, this is essentially, you know, a look ahead to what your spring practice is going to look at, but there's no, like, tackling or anything like that. So you get to see, like, you know, younger players that you've, like, we talked about this before, but I hate the message board recruiting Twitter that all they live off of is like the next class coming in and the stars that they have. It's like, well, they have to play on the field at some point. So, you know, we, you and I much rather see the on the field product than care about what's coming in. So it's cool to see some of those uh, big recruits uh, get some playing time. And like, we get moments like the Pop-Tart bull, which was fucking insane. That was, I mean, so funny. Like that bowl is going to be viral every year now because the team ate the fucking mascot. (laughs) So I mean, how can you not just like smile and and be happy about that? And then at the same time, uh, I mean, both the playoff games, one went to overtime and the other almost had the biggest disaster in college football playoff history with clock management. So both games down to
1: the wire, um, Playoffs is playoffs is a different story. I don't true. don't mean to cut you off, but that's
0: true. If there was one one bad game on New Year's Day. Iowa hasn't scored in nine quarters. <laughs> so wow. you take yeah, they got shut out their final two games of the season. But outside of that, I mean the Wisconsin LSU game was an absolute shootout without Jaden without the Heisman Trophy winner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh yeah, and without uh, Wisconsin's best player, who we thought wouldn't do anything, like without Braylon Allen in there, uh, that was one of the best bowl games of the entire season, back oh, and yeah. forth, like just offense, offensive galore. So you see a team like Northwestern, all those players, we talked about that before, stuck around. Um, so the only tweaks, I, I mentioned I had a few tweaks in there. It's just like, it's getting to be such a, like Saban's already mentioned this, uh, you know, it's essentially a semi-pro sport with all the money that comes in. So, I mean, these kids still want to get their degrees and everything, but they should be able to, uh, they should be able to extend their uh, curriculum transfer. Uh, past the bowl week, because that's the thing where uh, people aren't just opting out because they don't want to play there or they want to leave. Like they've got to register for classes that start the first week of January. Like people don't take that in consideration. You've got bowl games going January 1st, 2nd, and these kids have to be in their new classes on their new campus uh, that same week if they're going to transfer out. So if there could be like a, um, if they could continue classes at their previous school until the, uh, end of their semester, like online, and then go work with the other football team. Uh, maybe that could help uh, boost some, uh, boost some uh, I don't know, uh, attendance at the games. Uh, because, you know, these kids can always come back. That's what we've talked about a lot. We've seen a few people already uh, announce they're coming back from the transfer portal. They have to declare. And that's the other thing is just open up the restrictions that they can still be in school not have to declare for the transfer portal and have like a designated uh liaison to take their um take their offers or take their considerations from other schools so it kind of uh lessens the mud in what has been like an absolute shit show so far of a transfer portal handling
1: yeah I think that's a good idea. I think if they are determined enough to make it happen that they will they'll find a solution to make it happen since everything else is about sports when it comes to uh college kids. it seems like so um, basically for as for as big as college football is and where it's going, there should be some sort of workaround for the transfer portal nonsense and guys missing bowl games because of that so. Um well um I know we want to get into the national championship game between Washington and Michigan and we will first a quick word from our sponsors at Blue Ch- No I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. Um back then. Yeah, I I keep seeing it on TikTok. Um
0: Whoa.
1: <laughs> and Don't tell me it's the algorithm cuz it's not. Well, All of a sudden just one day they start there. coming up on my feed.
0: Hornball right horny bear well that's weird because all i'm getting is factor so it's just uh yeah maybe it's just tapping in say hey fatty you need to go on a diet eat these factor meals and uh because i never search them (laughs) it but i have been talking about them a lot lately so if you mention it i'm a full believer in the microphone picks up what you talk about on the phone
1: oh wow um I've never even heard of Factor and now I'm looking it up. So,
0: Oh no. Adios to your algorithm brother. You're about to get so many offers for the first, first meal plan for the first two weeks, half off.
1: Oh wow. Well, um, well, yeah, it looks like Factor is HelloFresh or the same Is Factor owned by HelloFresh. Yeah, it is. we use that for some meals in the past and those are some really good dinners. Um, Anyway, I apologize for getting sidetracked there. Um <laughs> we got one game left. We've got one. We can do it. Yeah, yeah, we got one. Um before we get into that, um Alabama versus Michigan. Um you know, my, my quick thoughts, and you know, if anyone's uh listening to this, um I take it that you did watch the game. Um man, I felt like Alabama Definitely outplayed Michigan for the majority of the game. Um, Alabama didn't really have an answer for Michigan's uh pass rush, um, especially in the first half. Um, it was pretty alarming to see how many sacks Milro took. But with that said, the Michigan offense, in my opinion, was just, just pitiful, just, just disgusting. Um, granted i give them credit for fighting and coming back when they were down 20 to 13 in the fourth quarter and they had to have it and they were able to put together a touchdown drive at the end but even the successful plays on offense that they had it felt like a grind and before you jump you know before you jump out of your seat and say well they're playing Alabama it's like all right i can i can i hear what you're saying Alabama is is a good team with a good defense i don't think they have like an elite defense in my opinion um and then i'm just look i'm looking at like michigan's like skill players like okay who can pop who who has some of that twitchy explosiveness who's like a game changer and it's like nobody was standing out to me from that regard either and um which which i will talk about more as we talk about the championship game but those were just my thoughts watching it uh, live, um, I was like, wow, Michigan, everything just seems very difficult for this team to to get something going offensively. And boy, McCarthy is not that good um, on top of all that. Um, I give Michigan a lot of credit for fighting. Their special teams really, really should have cost them the game. Unbelievable how they <laughs> snuck that uh, or snuck away with, with all of those mistakes. But I don't I know would... how that kid hung on to the ball. Oh seriously, he got drilled. Yeah,
0: like picking it up, usually that's when the fumble happens is that second pickup.
1: Right. That was crazy. So, I thought Bama for the most part was the was the better team um in my final, but you know, props to Michigan for fighting and escaping with the dub. It's not like Alabama played a perfect game, you know, when they were up uh, when Alabama was up by a touchdown, what was the score? It was um 20 to 13 yeah 20 to 13 but when it was um 17 to 13 uh oh yeah dama had Bama had many chances to, to make that a two-score game and they they never really could could make it happen so that doesn't shock me because i have always believed in michigan's defense um and uh, the last thing i'll say uh before i hear your thoughts is um that fourth down play when Milrow ran up the middle. I've watched that I, I saw someone on Twitter say that he was supposed to go to the left because the right guard pulled left when he pointed it out on the replay. Then I saw it myself. And I personally agree with that assessment. I think the snap being low, uh kind of messed up Milro with his uh momentum and wasn't able to get to the outside. But when I watched the replay, I do think he was designed to go to the left, and it was wide open had they been able to uh, uh, execute that. So those are my thoughts on the game.
0: Yeah, if you watch the replay again on top of the low snap, the right tackle gets absolutely blown up, and Milro actually trips over his foot because the Michigan defender blew him up in the backfield so fast that Milro could never fully get to top speed. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, there were a few wrong things. It obviously wasn't just a run right into the back of your fucking... Yeah, so that was... Yeah, it was interesting seeing that. You always like seeing a little film afterwards, see what the fuck they were thinking. Uh-huh. Calling a run play on fucking fourth and goal, but it was there. You're spot on. Uh, I don't have much to add. I mean, yeah, Michigan dominated the trenches. I was actually super surprised that uh, Bama didn't uh, Bama didn't pull... Um more motion uh, from their wide receivers and more um, uh, QB action. Like like the amount of times that Milrow stuck in that pocket was so frustrating versus the times when he was able to get out of the pocket and how much more time he extended. Uh, That was very frustrating. That clearly wasn't a pocket. He's not a pocket style quarterback, and that's not a pocket style offense. If you're getting fucking five sacks in the first half, time to change something up, Nikki. Yep. But I think uh the writing was on the wall from beginning of the season. He made some some adjustments, leaps, and bounds, but I think we see a reason why he was benched in that USF game along back in September. I mean, the kid's just not a complete quarterback by any means. No. Um, I I would like to go back and watch that Georgia game again and wonder what the fuck Georgia was doing. Uh, because I feel like if they played again, George has beaten that Alabama team eight out of 10 times. Probably. So, um, yeah, yeah that was very surprising how poor that was. Uh, cause he, I mean, the kid had all the confidence in the world <laughs> thinking he was a Heisman candidate. Uh, but yeah, JJ McCarthy's best play was a fucking catch. Like that was by far his best play of the game was that, um, that pass back, catch oh yeah sure one-handed catch that would have been a fumble since it was a backwards pass yeah uh and and then just heaves it up so they had three long plays other than that their offense was just as pedestrians as alabama there was nothing special you could see the the um, box score and see a 32 yard touchdown Uh, the kid caught it in the flat and had about 50 yards of yak running across the field and then Taking a ninety-degree angle up the sideline, so it's a nice play. It was a good play. I mean, he turned on the Jets, but it's not like it was a down-the-field thirty-yard catch. Is basically what I'm saying. That was all on the receiver. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's what has been their bugaboo all season. They have not looked impressive on offense, um, and when the game gets bigger. Uh, you know, we brought this up early. I mean, they literally ran the ball every single play against Penn State, and they were able to get away with that because their defense was so good. Penn State's offense was so bad. I'm just uh, – yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering when this slipper finally uh, – or this pumpkin finally turns, turns over at midnight because, I mean, we're one inch away from an interception on the first play. You know that one-handed catch from the behind the back. I mean, Milro just fumbles the ball because he's stumbling. Uh, I mean, there were a lot of things that bounced Michigan's way that this game could have been ugly, very fast. So, I mean, good teams, good good teams survive. So, props to them. Their defense is, especially defense defensive line, is here to stay. But I'm really looking forward to this national championship because it is. Wait till you wait till you hear my comparison. I think you're going to uh, think you're going to agree.
1: Okay. Um, last thing I wanted to say is I haven't watched a whole lot of Michigan games this year. A lot, a lot, because they've been in so many one-sided games where it's just a, such a blowout going into it. But I do want to say, and I'm curious if you agree, disagree, no, no opinion is, um, Quorum didn't look really anything all that impressive to me uh just watching him watching michigan play bama for a full game i he had a great run in overtime don't don't get me wrong but i think just for the duration of the game i wasn't overly impressed with him at all he didn't like stand out to me in any sort of special way um but like i said i haven't watched a ton of michigan this year so i don't want to sound ignorant but that that is what i thought watching the game
0: yeah, I agree. He's never been truly impressive in like an NFL stand standard. Right. I mean I mean he has like the Michigan rushing record. So I mean the kid knows how to find the end zone, so there's something to say about that. Uh, but I think it's gonna be seen uh when it comes to evaluating on Sundays that he's more of the product of a a very good college offensive line and scheme versus being someone that can create, you know, with maybe lesser lesser in front of you
1: yeah all right i was curious what your uh thoughts were on him i think he's projected to be about a third round pick right now so we'll see um the second game washington versus texas washington escapes uh <laughs> in, a, in a game that they thoroughly kicked the ass of texas for much of it 37 <laughs> to 31 i'll let you kind of you know just kick us off here what did you think
0: yeah, I mean, uh, on my card I had Texas minus four, but in the group chat, I mean, on the morning of New Year's Day, texted everyone and said, Guys, I'm on I'm on Washington. Uh, I just I think the Huskies get it done. But you know, once we release that card, you know, we like to stay true. So I'll take the L on the card, but the uh, W in the bank account. Uh, but it just the feeling came down to it it felt exactly like let the Oregon get Oregon game did in the Pac 12 championship. Just the level of disrespect uh, that Vegas keeps handing down. This team hasn't lost since October of 2022. Like they know how to win. Like games that know how to win with a quarterback that is just so extremely talented and smart. The football IQ is insane. And boy, can he throw a fucking ball. Some of those seeds he was throwing were just, I mean, you couldn't, the referee couldn't have been standing there and handed the ball off to the wide receiver any better Mm -hmm. (laughs) some of these balls were dropping in there. Uh, Yeah. And, and Texas, uh, you know, Sarkeesian's already had the question mark on very big games. Uh, You know, they were impressive all year, but they, they definitely had that. uh, They had that, you know, question mark, in the closing weeks they beat the shit out of texas tech outside of that they were in a lot of close games uh that they maybe shouldn't have been and i just think there's a lot of inexperience there where washington played in a very tough pack 12 and then also went you know undefeated last season um or closed out the season strong year before with only two losses in between so um boy if they need to learn those rules very quickly, though, because you need to be kneeling the ball, figuring out some sort of kneel formation. If it's in the shotgun, I don't give a shit. But you can't be handing the ball off and getting an injury. That gives the other team a free timeout. Maybe they just didn't know that, which is crazy. Uh, but man, Texas got down there quick, had three plays inside the 20. Oh, man, that was, that was truly, truly insane what could have happened. Uh, there just because of terrible clock management.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, it really was nuts, nuts watching that unfold and Texas legitimately having a chance to win at the end. Um, yeah, I mean, you said a lot of the things I would have said. Penix played an outstanding game. Um, Rome, a, a doozy, a doozy, a doozy, a dunzy, uh, a My God, that guy can play football. What a what a really special wide receiver. Um, and then you know, as far as far as Texas goes, they didn't play a very good game. They were very undisciplined. I think I think the first play of the game, they had a false start. And then Texas's first defensive play of the game, they were offsides. And it was just like time and time and time and time again, Texas was racking up five yard penalties throughout the entire game. And when you have that. Combined with your uh, fumbling issues, uh, two key fumbles by two different Texas running backs uh, throughout the duration of that game. It was not a recipe for success. And as far as um, as far as Washington's offense goes, and Penix, Texas could not get any pressure on him whatsoever. Um, Even when they did get a little pressure here and there, Penix was always able to. Just know what to do with the ball, whether it was step up and run or, um, you know, whatever the right play was, he did. So Texas, Texas really played a, a poor game, um, in, in one of the, you know, in, in the biggest game of many of these guys' lives. They did not play a good, a good football game, in my, in my opinion. I would give them like a, like a C minus or maybe even like a D plus in terms of the quality of the game that they played. And, um, I I tip my hat to Washington's defense. You know they've taken a lot of shit throughout the year in terms of how that's going to be their downfall. And I thought they played pretty well um, overall. That guy on the defensive line is a, is a beast for Washington. Um, the defensive end. Um, so uh, two two really really good football games, and yeah, those are those are my thoughts. So
0: yeah, well that means there's. With a winner from each of those, we only have one more game left.
1: Yeah, Houston, Monday night, January 8th, Michigan, Washington. Uh, the line is four and a half. Michigan is favored uh, in the national championship game. Over-under is 55 and a half. Uh, this game is being played uh, where the Houston Texans play, so weather will not be a factor. Um, I bet you're going Washington. If I know anything about you,
0: yeah, um, I'll definitely be on Washington spread. Uh, not sure if I'm going to pull the trigger on the money line. Uh, I mean, four and a half is just so disrespectful. Again, like I just I don't understand how they just want to keep making this team more than a field goal underdog. Um, you know, they kind of mentioned it on the broadcast. You dig into it, their passing stats are a little inflated when it comes to uh, the secondary. Because you know because they teams were are trying to pass yeah.
1: pass against them when they're up.
0: Yeah, they're trying to come back. You know they're up a couple scores. You know obviously the yards are going to rack up uh, because teams teams aren't looking to establish a run. So it's interesting there. Um, I'll tell you what. One thing that really stuck out, and I wanted to wait till we got to the actual two teams matched up, but there was just like, and this is this is way more prevalent in college football versus NFL. Uh, Because they're professionals and they know how to advance. But, and say what you want about me being a Michigan hater or whatnot, but it really, really felt like Michigan won their national championship by beating Alabama in the Rose Bowl. And they were really just taking it all in about beating Bama, knocking off this giant. And Washington, you could see a lot of the post game of who's next, like jobs not finished. It felt, Like one team already knew they're ready to go to work as soon as they get in the locker room. And the other team, you know, just wanted to knock the uh, um, just knock off the stigma of can't win a bowl game. Uh, You know, Ohio State's the only team that can win in the Big Ten. That's that's just how the body language and everything felt. In my personal opinion, I don't know if you saw that as well or if you're even looking at that. What do you think?
1: I don't disagree with your assessment, if that's what you were looking out for. I'm sure there's some validity to that, but I don't think it has any sort of impact in terms of the outcome of Monday's game. If Michigan felt some type of way for a couple hours after beating Alabama, so be it, but I think it was right back to work uh, after the game. So
0: There are a few players still texting or uh, tweeting the next day about Bama and just like shit talking, and it's like, well, you guys already won. So that makes me question if I was betting on them, especially laying more than a field goal, you know, where's your headspace at?
1: So you wanting to back Washington, maybe that's part of your handicapping, the reason that you just said. But what, in my mind, Washington has a real solid chance to not only cover, but win this game outright if they they, um, give Penix similar type of protection against Michigan uh as they did when they played Texas because the reality is uh is that Michigan's defense is far better than Texas's defense and Texas's defense isn't full of scrubs I I wouldn't say that um they got some talent but Michigan's defense is legit legit so Yeah, Mr. Washington, like, how do you see this game playing out? Like, why would you want to take Washington in the points or pick him the win outright?
0: No, I mean, that's really, that's a really good point. That's what I was looking for as I was researching this game. Washington actually second few sacks allowed the entire country all season.
1: Wow. Yeah, 11, Uh, what they said on the broadcast, I think, which is crazy.
0: Yeah. And as you kind of see, I mean, he's Penix has so much talent at wide receiver. Uh, he has a pro. He has a pro style release where, uh, I mean, that ball is out within two seconds. You know, the ball is getting out where Milro like couldn't identify past his first read. Like he's kind of he was lost back there after oh, his first read yeah. was gone. He wasn't finding an open receiver. Yeah. So I think that's where you're going to see a lot of, um, a lot of differences. However, Michigan's going to play a ton of zone, so I wouldn't. Washington in their big games that we've seen the last couple weeks, uh, they have been moving the ball down the field in chunks. So I'm going to be interested to see how they uh, how they survive in the zone. Maybe just taking five yard passes versus the you know 35 yard uh reception down the sideline. But it will be there, like with his accuracy and with his strength, arm strength. Like Michigan plays man, they're gonna easily try and take the top off. So it'll be up for Michigan's secondary, who's been uh, very good as well. Uh, I'd say their defensive line uh, in front seven has been uh, better than their secondary as a whole. But they obviously have – I think Will Johnson is one of the best corners in the entire country. Uh, So his side, uh, he may be in charge of of Dunsey, but the other two uh, on Washington um, are Polk, And McMillan are just going to be, I mean, Polk had 122 yards. McMillan had five for 60. Uh, Westover, the tight end, was eating. I'd expect him to eat a ton. Uh, He had six for 70, or six for 60. Like, the yards are going to be there. He obviously threw for 430 last game. And what surprised me the most was just how fucking fast he is. If he steps up in that pocket... I mean, that's a guaranteed five to seven yards with how quick he he can move. Um, so on the offensive side, that's where I see Washington uh, covering. Uh, but obviously, defense is going to be the big question mark. They've been doubted the past couple games. Seen a lot of Michigan stand accounts saying just take the, uh, take the uh, Penn State route. Don't even throw the ball once. Just run it every single play. Uh, so interesting to see that arrogance on a team that's in the national title. Um, <laughs> but I mean, for now, let's just go off that and and tell me the Michigan side. I have a feeling you're leaning towards Michigan.
1: Not particularly, maybe a slight lean, but I don't really have a good feel for, for this game, similarly to how I felt about Washington versus Texas going into it. Um. Here's what I think. I think Washington on offense is going to have some big plays, and they're going to do some do some really nice things. However, I also think Michigan's defense is going to keep them in line and make some nice big plays of their own. I think there's going to be a nice balance between those two uh, squads. I think you got Washington's offense, who is really really explosive and talented in their own way, and then I think you have Michigan's defense, who is really really talented and dynamic in their own way. I think those two units kind of cancel each other out. I don't expect Washington to have some type of performance that they did against Texas, but I also don't think Washington's going to like, you know, score like seven points all game either. I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle, nice balance. So for me, it does come down to Michigan's offense versus Washington's defense. And if I'm just, if you just drop me down on earth last Monday and those were the first football games I've ever watched, I would say, why in the world should I have confidence in Michigan's offense against Washington's defense? Washington's defense made enough plays against a really good Texas offense for me to have some faith in them, especially now that they're playing in the frickin' national championship game where motivation and focus is gonna be at its highest. And then I look at this Michigan offense against Alabama, as I've already talked about several times, where nothing really impressed me in that game. I don't know if they're just desperately missing their um, offensive guard, who I know is out in the national championship game, who is an all-American. All but really, I think it just boils down to McCarthy is certainly no Michael Penix. Um, so based on those variables that I just spoke about right now, and, and you combine Michigan's extremely suspect special teams at the current moment, I got to lean Washington plus the points right now if I'm just keeping it a buck.
0: Yeah. And uh, so Washington has been getting uh, the larger side for tickets and money on the spread, but same thing happened. They got the the higher number on both of those in Texas, 68% and 66 for the closing and the same thing in the Oregon game. I mean, easier to take plus nine in a game where the team hasn't lost and 19 games. That game was a, still a head-scratcher that spread, but uh, yeah, it, the fact that public money may be on Washington, it's it's not a deterrent. Uh, the other thing, this, this team, um, I think they've won uh, nine out of the last 12 by nine points or less, so they're just always in the game, Washington that is. Um, They have a pretty good – like, when we look at uh, schedules as well, uh, Boise team finished very strong. They beat the piss out of them week one. Uh, They have a common opponent in Michigan State. Uh, Washington did not struggle with them. We know Michigan State was a shell of a team that they have been in the past. But, obviously, Michigan dismantled them, but Washington dismantled them as well, 41-7. So uh, there was no struggles there. Uh, that Arizona road win is looking a lot more juicy at the end of the season than it was at the beginning when we thought, well, is this Washington team actually the truth? And this is what I wanted to bring up. This I kind of teased this a little earlier. Mayor, tell me if I'm crazy, but this game, you know, this would be an ultimate hype game. I might be hyping it up too much, but a comparison, this feels like a Texas USC. National Championship, where you have this runner-up Heisman that can do everything at quarterback, that's constantly just uh, constantly the underdog somehow because there's this team out there that is blown away every team that relies on the run uh, and that has a, you know, <clears throat> immobile, you know, a quarterback that wants to stay in the pocket and either hand it off or pass it. And then you have this guy that just won't quit Um, the senior leader that's flying up people's draft boards but will probably not be a pro talent just because he's such a uh, I don't know fly by the cuff uh, type of guy it just feels like Penix is the Vince Young and he's gonna get his because Washington's been on the precipice for so many years they haven't won since 1991 I believe 1990 national championship but they've been right there knocking at the door and I think the Pac-12 gets it done this
1: year. Interesting. I mean, there's definitely similarities, um, but there's also some differences. But overall, sure. overall, I'm very excited about the game in itself. It certainly isn't no TCU versus Georgia um, in Los Angeles. Man, was that a flat, flat championship game last year. <laughs>
0: um, Let me tell you, if, if this Michigan offense beats uh, Washington, sixty five to seven um i'm just uh disregarding my allegiance to anyone i'll I'll do this podcast as a producer, but I think I'll be completely out on college football next year
1: yeah i th- I... <laughs> I think that's fair um washington Washington is definitely a team that you trust more to like play from behind in like this type of in like this type of game um but I do think that that would be this is a pretty obvious statement, but like I really, if I back Washington, I really don't want to see them go down like ten nothing or fourteen nothing. Like it would be great for them to, you know, stay with them and possibly even set the tone, and and take a lead there. Because if you're looking for a reason to back Michigan, first reason would be Washington. You, you could say Washington's defense isn't very good, and Michigan should be able to control them. And if if that's truly what you believe, maybe that maybe that will happen. And then the second part of it would be. Michigan getting to Penix, getting home several times, maybe forcing forcing a turnover or two. Um, That depends on your level of confidence in Michigan's defense and how legit you think they are. I think they're pretty damn legit. However, I've seen Washington's offense, and I think Washington's offense is pretty damn legit. And then when I go back to that Ohio State versus Michigan game, and I remember Kyle McCord was the quarterback in that game against Ann Arbor, boy, he had a pretty good game, and that was Kyle McCord, not Michael Penix, indoors. So, and
0: that's on the road.
1: Right. Yeah. So I can't hype up this Michigan defense too much, right? If Kyle McCord almost beat him, no offense, outdoors, on the road, um, why can't Penix put up a nice a nice performance? So I have to keep that in mind, too, when I'm thinking about this game.
0: Uh, Another note that would be absolutely killed on Twitter, Uh, Michael Penix, you know, surprisingly had his tenure at Indiana, Uh, only played Michigan once due to when his injuries happened, smoked him 38-21, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, no sacks taken, and uh, threw for 342 yards.
1: Pretty damn good day at the office. <laughs> now this
0: it. I believe this is the same season they just brought on Connor Stallions. So uh this is a different Michigan program mm. at that point. Mm. So this is pre-cheating. But <laughs> but no, that's uh I was looking for any comparative if he had like a longer record, but due to injury he only played them once. Um yeah, man. I don't I don't know what else more there is to say than we get a true antithesis of teams here, a ground and pound team versus a, uh, you know, stud quarterback, high flying team. I think uh, I think we're in for a fucking treat like you, I don't I mean, there's no chance the same as last year, because you look back at TCU didn't have an identity. Their identity was survive. Yeah, <laughs> I like think that's every game was just we have this wacky quarterback and we just keep surviving. Yeah. But um yeah, I just see two two systems and, and I actually like the under. We haven't touched about the total. I I like this final being uh uh I like it being twenty-four to twenty Washington. I they're am late, in a lot- late I- score. They're down seventeen to twenty and I like this final with Penix getting them in the end zone with under a minute to go.
1: Love it. Yeah, I'm 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 in alignment with you. I also like the under. Um I I, I would say uh oh boy, I would say twenty seven twenty-four Washington right now. Yeah, okay. very, very similar scores. Um, but I uh, I definitely prefer the under over the over. I might bet it. I might bet Washington. I really don't know what I'm doing with my wagers yet. Um, I'm happy that we were able to talk about this game further and kind of just get my thoughts out verbally. Um, Washington's definitely the side I'm leaning right now. Um, So we'll see.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't seen any movement at all. It's just kind of planted its ass right at four and a half all week which has been a little surprising with, I mean, the amount of money that's obviously coming in on the.
1: Got up to five at some spots today. It did.
0: Okay. And that the thing would be
1: it, one I'd definitely fire. And the thing is, is that, you know, I've listening to Wager talk the last couple of days, and they've said it on more than one occasion, that the look-ahead line for this Washington-Michigan game before, before the game was actually known was like six and a half, seven for yep. Michigan. Yep, so it was. That makes you does it make you question why has the number come down? If it was just that a week ago, why has the number come down a full two and a half points? Yeah, because I think they're
0: finally you know getting uh, they're kind of tweaking what they have in place. Um, and there's clearly an eye test, like the same reason that whatever the whatever the algorithm was in Vegas for that nine and a half Pac-12 championship line. I mean, clearly just isn't working out. There's just some, there's something missing when it comes to evaluating Washington's talent, and I think it might be the skew in that uh, secondary and defense. Uh, I was reading today as well that we're going to get an ACC reffing crew that is second in the nation in throwing personal foul flags per game. So that's the only thing that worries me about the under is if we have a – you know laundry happy ref crew just moving the ball down for these teams. So that might be I might wait to live um you know after the first quarter see where we stand. You know sacrifice a few points here and there on on what I might actually do for this over under.
1: For sure. I uh I would just want to point out that this is um this is the first this is the first championship game that we're getting, that's like a complete original. You know, I think you understand what I'm saying. Once yeah. At this point, since like Auburn versus, Jor or sorry, Auburn versus Oregon back in like 2011, was, like after that game, it was Alabama, Alabama, then Auburn against Florida State, then Oregon against Ohio State, Alabama, 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 uh, Clemson, but they had already been in there, and then Bama, Bama georgia they had already been in there like we got two schools playing in the championship game that have not been there in a very very long time hell i don't even know if washington's ever made one i think they have but i don't know for sure
0: oh they've made a uh, they've made a playoff but obviously have not advanced from there from the semis
1: right i knew they made the playoff and then yeah. they, but they never made a bcs never made a bcs okay
0: nope never made a bcs and uh only made it yeah, only got an AP national title back in uh, 1990.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, this is a really just interesting matchup from a school standpoint, in my opinion, even though you don't want to see Michigan there. Um, <laughs> it, it's been a very long time since they've been in this position. So I Listen, like the new blood in in this in this big game.
0: Yeah, sure, sure thing. Uh, yeah, I, I like where your head's at. Yeah, it would have been a little tired to see Bama back there again. I just didn't want Michigan in. I think Washington would have handled Bama either way, so that's why I was okay betting money on Bama. Uh, but yeah, you're right. And then next year will be even more new faces. Boy, already counting down the days. No matter what happens
1: tomorrow, Monday night. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. You just you just reset and get back get back as I can do. Yep. Um, all right. Well, awesome. Uh, did you have, did you have any closing thoughts in terms of, uh, this, this episode, I know we're going to have one more at least to, to recap the season. Um, and of course the championship game next week.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's perfectly on brand for me to have a closing thought about Ohio state, uh, since it just happened today, maybe a couple hours before we got on the pod, will Howard officially committing to Ohio state's, I mean, you already know I gush over this kid. I had a Heisman future on him uh, coming into the year. I think he's a perfect fit. Can't wait.
1: Yeah, it's a nice get for Ohio State. Congratulations on another (laughs) Big Ten championship loss and missing. Uh, (laughs) Nope,
0: not with 12 teams, Buster. Not with 12 teams.
1: Ah, shit. You got
0: me. Yep. (laughs) Yep. All right. that's it. Looking forward to covering a uh, recap with you next year. Go down memory lane and also give the viewers some NFL playoffs. Really get in our bag.
1: Yes. Can't wait for that. Let's go. Thanks, everyone, for giving us a listen. Enjoy the national championship game. And Alex, out. Bye.